Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Nanu Nanu, it's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Barb Hardley, and I'm also a senior reporter for Decided.com when I am in boy drag as Brett White. And say hello to the Egon Spangler to my race stance, Ethan K. Hello, Ethan. Don't cross the streams, but I'm glad to be here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's this Halloween Gauntlet Part Two. Um, Barb is back. Barb is back. Barb is yes. looking great. In a so, yes. throwback to something we talked about several episodes ago. Multiple times. <laughs> I am uh, I am in drag as Miss Florence Henderson from the Paul Lind Halloween special. So let me see. I am wearing a floor-length black sequin gown. Let me see if I can actually get this. Because uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, could people see the realness? <laughs> you can see uh, the leaves you can see the the uh the sequins amazon.com <laughs> or uh i don't know 60 bucks something amazon hey if you know how to work amazon you can find all sorts of great drag there um and other things but also we, fuck jeff bezos <laughs> fuck jeff bezos uh like the washington post don't like jeff bezos yes we have talked so much about the Paul Lind Halloween special that anyone who is probably going to see it is is going to be very o- underwhelmed. But it's kind of I, you know it, maybe it's a little difficult. You've got Kiss, you've got Billy Barty, you've got witches, you've got the <laughs> Osmonds, you've got sketches. It's a variety yeah, show. Yeah, Tim Conway, Pinky Tuscadero, Betty White for a hot second. Betty White for uh, a hot second. It is it is a magical special that I truly adore. And every single year, we're always like Florence Henderson in that gown is like, it, it always takes our breath away. And so now that I'm a drag queen, I was like, well, for Halloween this year, one of my many looks is going to be Florence Henderson and the old black match number. <laughs> <laughs> the dress is not totally, the gown is not totally accurate because she wears a high neck and long sleeves. And I tried my best, damn it. It's I've seen it so many times that I knew that was the difference before you yeah. pointed it out. But but I'm also Morticia for Halloween. So this is a great Morticia gown as well. So two for one, baby. Uh Ethan, what have you been watching lately? I've gotta say, uh Ghost Files. Wait, what's that? Wait, that is that is that on Discovery Plus or something? No, it is uh, of all places, it is on YouTube. Um, It is a show that originally was on BuzzFeed, which was also on YouTube, which was it was called uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved. And then the two hosts, Ryan Bergara and Shane Madej, split off like the Try Guys. They split off and started their own uh, little mini network called Watcher, and they release all of their episodes on YouTube. But they they go to haunted locations. They spend the night. And they are two goofballs who are having a good time, trying to scare each other. <laughs> Very funny. Megan and I watch it every week. It's and then and then on it's it, it drops every Friday at I think three o'clock Eastern. And then on Wednesday they have a debrief where they talk about the stuff that they found in the episode. So you get like Ooh. two for one. 
and uh it's it's just fun and it's it's kind of kooky and kind of creepy the last episode was the the jane hull house in chicago that was on the university of illinois campus and megan walked by it like every day to oh class. wow and it's haunted as fuck haunted as fuck with a <laughs> devil baby there was a oh god devil baby and <laughs> And some entity called Nighttime Dan, which I love the the name Nighttime Dan. I love that. I mean, I've been watching some horror. Uh, I've been watching all of the Omen and Hellraiser franchises. Oh. I think I'm I, I'm done with the Omen. I watched the first. I watched. Well, there are four. I watched three of them because Omen three, of course, Sam Neill, and I have to, <laughs> I have to save that for Sam Neill Halloween. Um, is one of the sexiest best performances of his. Um, but I don't know, the Elven movie is surprising how uh, every one of them has a very handsome man in the lead who dresses very well. Gregory Peck, William Gregory Holden. Peck. Gregory yeah, Peck. Oh, very handsome. Um, and also, you know, a demon child. <laughs> of, the, of, the, of both those series, I have only seen the first movie in each one of those franchises. Hellraiser is madness and... I, I watched the first one like a couple years ago and it was like, whatever. And then I watched the second one and the second one is also like very, I don't know what's going on in this. And I wasn't going to watch any more, but then the, on Apple, the, the trailer or like a scene from the third one started playing and inexplicably it was like an, a late eighties news reporter lady who was like, I'm just looking for the scoop and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I'm definitely watching this. What the fuck is this? What is April O'Neil doing in Hellraiser? Over um, the top goofiness. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's what I wanted to see, but I watched the new one, the one that just uh, the, the reboot yeah, and the it reboot. was good. It was, yeah, I liked it. I liked it pretty fine. Um, the other thing is I'm watching She-Hulk and I'm now friends with Tatiana Maslany. Uh, she has endorsed my drag. We are, she follows me on Instagram now. (laughs) I interviewed her for work. And since she was so lovely and actually remembered who I was when the interview started, I was like, I guess I can take a risk and show her my She-Hulk drag. Uh, And I did. And she lost her mind. The She-Hulk drag was, was amazing drag. Yes. You, you did the contouring on the face in green. Yes. Which is. I bought two shades of green. You know, um, when I first started doing drag, I was like, well, when She-Hulk comes out, I obviously have to do it. And then I waited until finale day to do it. So. Um, And that show has been wonderful. I love it. I, it might be my favorite Marvel show, actually. I believe she got married just recently. Just. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Mm hmm. Uh, I just, I, the only reason I knew that there was a, there was a BuzzFeed article about like celebrity couples and I was like, oh, and uh, yeah. It's like, oh, she's off the market. You know, I'm looking for a wife. (laughs) I'm homosexual. No. uh, (laughs) um, Yeah. So let's jump into the Halloween uh, part two, Halloween Gauntlet part two. Uh, This week we'll be traveling to October 28th, 1979. 10 ruled the box office. Pop music by M topped the charts. And ABC aired the Mork and Mindy episode of Morkville Horror. Ethan, you must have seen a Morkville Horror before today. I wish I had because it's it's great. I feel like I haven't had enough Robin Williams in my life. For some oh, reason, yeah. when, when he was big in the 80s and I was listening to a lot of like comedy on cassette, my parents were like, oh, no, no, you probably won't like Robin Williams. And I honestly, I, haven't, I, I didn't hear his stand up until I was well out of college. Um, but I reckon I re- remember episodes of Mork and Mindy. Occasionally, they'd come on in syndication. Yeah, because the the show was canceled before I was aware of television. But uh, I never saw that episode. Have you? How many episodes of, of Mork and Mindy have you seen? It was it was on Nick at Night, and so I saw quite a few. I remember I have a lot of memories of watching Mork and Mindy on Nick at Night. Uh, my primary exposure to Jonathan Winters is. <laughs> is via this show where he plays their infant son who is hatched out of an egg. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up loving Mark and Mindy, especially I mean Robin Williams. I mean, uh, just being a being a baby of the late eighties, early nineties, I'm like Mrs. Doubtfire, Aladdin, uh, Hook, uh, Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. <laughs> I forget. I don't even remember what my first exposure. I guess my first exposure probably would have been Mark and Mindy, but I think I feel like I was already aware of him. In just a general sense, just know, like, yeah. being interested in comedy from a young age and reading books on it and, and cassette tapes. 
the Prairie Home yeah. Companion cassette tapes. Well, and Mark and Mindy is like one of those uh, pop culture shows that, you know, didn't really last long. Like it had a big hit first season and then just started tanking in the ratings immediately after that. But that like, was, that was because longevity. they changed the night. They changed oh. the time slot and that's Kiss of Death. Yeah. The longevity it has just as being like Nanu Nanu and like the, the, the they, they, don't they, they shake hands with the, the Star Trek thing, right? Not in this episode, but no, probably. but yeah. Um, the Col- Orson come in Orson, like, oh yeah, all that, you know, other sitcoms would still quote Mork and Mindy for all time. And the whole backstory of it was um, Star Wars had hit in 1977 uh, people were all about Star Wars and sci-fi, so they wanted to bring an alien character into Happy Days, of all things. So so strange, yep. Uh, also inspired by the Dick Van Dyke episode. Oh, yeah, it may look like a walnut. Yeah, they, where they would try to steal the, steal the thumbs. Um, so Mork, well, Robin Williams as Mork shows up on an episode of Happy Days. Uh, hilarity ensues. The end of the, the episode... Uh, uh, Ron Howard realizes it's all a dream. Goodbye, everybody. But <laughs> everybody liked Mork so much that they reshot the ending to make Mork seem like uh, he hypnotized everybody into forgetting the episode. Uh, and then in syndication, that that second ending was what was shown. And he he showed uh... up in the episode, and they're like, "We're go- if this is a huge launch for Robin Williams. We are giving him." How- show how does he time travel 20 years into the future because happy days is 50s and this is the 70s uh there was there was something about that and they do explain it because he says he remembers when he went back to the 1950s it was a simpler time back then okay um at least they acknowledged it good on them the continuity in the happy days verse better be tight (laughs) <laughs> so the the first season comes along huge hit robin williams big star second season they're like uh we should totally change the entire cast except for, for like three or four people and also change the time slot and also update the the theme song to be a disco version of the theme song oh yeah and then everything just kind of like just it slow slow it down feels rate. very similar to third rock from the sun and that makes sense, obviously. But like, they're both like these shows about aliens who are over the top. It's not set in New York or San Francisco or like LA or it's in Boulder, Colorado. And uh, Third Rock of the Sun is like Wisconsin or it's like Midwest. Um, and so it, they, and it has the same kind of like broad humor. And then it also has the same like, oh, we kept changing the time slide and the ratings like just went down it's poison that's what happened to bosom buddies the same thing it's yeah like, this season great like people will love it if we totally make it inaccessible and they <laughs> did and people did not and like if it. we get rid of the drag the thing that everyone tunes in to watch uh yeah Step it's just your queens meddling 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 uh meddling. well this week, I must have seen TV. We're going to be talking about the Mork and Mindy episode of Morkville Horror. It is the eighth episode of season two, and it was written by Tom Chinowich and Ed, uh, Ed Sharlack and directed by Howard Storm. Here's how IMDb describes the episode. When Mindy's childhood home is put up for sale, Mork discovers several of Mindy's deceased relatives still reside there. Ethan, how accurate is that description? Totally accurate. Jesus Christ. That's I mean, we'll get to it, but this is a dramatic episode. This is a and ghost. This is a haunted house episode with real ghosts. Yeah, I was shocked there were no gorillas. <laughs> but you know, there's so many times where it's just like, oh, it's the wind or some someone's living here. Yes. This was which ghosts. they do a couple of fake outs and I so like by the time well, we'll get there. Yeah, by the time they reveal that it's actually ghosts, I was like, oh my god, this is different. Um, yeah, we were talking about the, we talking about the theme song. I was, I wrote down like the, the opening credits just seem to be like the wonder of Robin Williams. Cause Robin it's just Williams. him doing bits, 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 bits. And Boulder, Colorado, which yes. is great. I, I, I've been to Boulder, Colorado, like maybe four or five times in my life. And I gotta say, I love it there. It okay. is nice. You like that high altitude? I, uh, I like the high altitude. I like the fact that everyone eats bison. That uh, that 
at you look north, south, east, or west, you're looking at beautiful mountains, beautiful wow. forests. It, it's you're just in the center of this beautiful, clean air feeling. I've never been during like when there's snow on the ground, mm. but only during like the the summer and the spring. It is a beautiful place, and I'm glad that that they they shone a little light on it and said, "Hey, Mork and Mendy live here." And the opening credits last like 90 seconds. I noted. I was like, they are really just going in. And they, they they walk through the whole Mork leaves his planet. He, yeah. he gets his head on this the the spaceship. He lands, and then they just kind of like introduce a couple people. I remembered a lot from the opening credits. Um, I did not know Tom Poston was on this show. He's in the first scene as Mister Bickley. Uh, he's the guy who wants to buy Mindy's old house. I'm assuming probably for just this one episode. For this one, well, he be- never wants to buy it again. <laughs> He's a regular through after the after the first season, like in the first season. I'm sorry, in the first season, uh, Mindy was living with her dad and her grandmother, who owned a music. Oh, yeah, and I then second season, dad and the grandma are out on tour with the orchestra. They introduce Tom Poston. They introduce uh, Jay Thomas and right. as the Da Vinci sisters, uh, a brother and sister. Totally new cast. They add a deli that they hang out in, a new yeah. location, no longer the music store. So, like, first, second season, new cast, new time slot, new I wonder theme why song. that was. If it was working, if it was working, why touch it? I, it's just they they didn't have faith in the material, I yes. guess. Um, I did love Tom Poston's hat. Uh, go look up that hat. I don't know. <laughs> he's just dressed. He's just dressed like an adult man in the 70s. And we know that. When I am not in drag, that is what I prefer to wear. <laughs> it's old yeah. man seventies clothes. He had a good joke where he walks in, he's looking at the house for the first time, and he says, "Does it have indoor plumbing?" And she yeah. says, "Yes, it has indoor plumbing." And he goes, "A smart buyer knows how to ask the hard questions." I mean, Tom Poston is so good, and this is such a difference uh, from his Newhart character because this—he's a kind of an asshole. Tom Poston, I I looked up. He's he was in almost I think every iteration of the Bob Newhart television series. Yeah, he was the peeper in uh, the first in the seventies, um, and then in Bob he shows up because uh, they do a couple of episodes that have like Bill Daly and I think Tom Poston in them. Um, and I got assume he was on George and Leo, which I haven't seen all of yet. I don't know. Gotta get, gotta see all of George and Leo. One season <laughs> should have lasted more. Uh, so they're in there. They're showing it off. They're like, oh yeah, we put up new wallpaper. And Mindy calls for Mork, and Mork walks through the wallpaper because he wallpapered over an open door. It's a good gag. Give yeah. it to yeah. give it to him. Didn't realize there was a door there. Mork busts through it. Uh, big applause, by the way. Every time, oh, God, yeah. Every time Mork does anything, walks through a door, the audience is just like, you know huffing nitrous they're having such a great time <laughs> i, I mean, hope it is weird I, I hope they were wearing diapers because they could not control themselves <laughs> I, I it is weird watching like the power of robin williams trying to be contained on a sound stage for 20 minutes like because he's such a super no he he burns too brightly for the television camera i do believe it's like trying to catch a ferret in your hands is just yeah like, no, no 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 it's like no he he's he's movie he needs to be a big screen so it is always crazy seeing him on this show uh so he does say that um he's like they're like oh you really want to buy this house and topo so it's like yeah yes i want to you know buy this house uh apartment living is for like wild young people and then is it more that's like and houses are for wild old people Tom Poston, wild old person, you know? Yeah. Give it to him. Uh, Uh, Yeah. And then Bickley, and I said, Bickley is weird about that. Like Bickley reacts oddly to that, which so many, so many things that Mork says are just kind of like glossed over by the other people in the scene because they're, they're jokes and the audience gets the jokes, but the, the, the characters are like, we need to keep the scene moving. So I'm just going to assume Robin said something funny and I'm going to say my line. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i do wonder how much he improvised probably a detrimental amount <laughs> to, to the efficiency of taping when i die and i get to see like the library of everything that ever existed that we never got to see there's probably outtakes and outtakes oh god that just last so forever robin williams material we've never seen um so yeah, it, like they're really excited that Mr. Bickley already wants to buy it, and Robin or Mark is like, "Oh, it's one day on the market, and we've already got a sucker." That makes you the sucky to Mindy. Mindy is the sucky, so that Which was is, fun. 
That was an odd line. I wrote it down yeah. as just being like, that's an oddly written line, but yeah. Okay. It is wild how forthcoming she is with like, oh no, you know, my family lives here. My mother died here. And like, I feel like that is any death in a house. I feel like as a realer, as a realtor, you're going to want to sweep that under the rug. You're not, well, I was, and she's I was, so upfront about it. I was going to mention this earlier about Stamborski versus Ackley in the oh. 1991 lawsuit where a house had been uh, known as being haunted and the realtor did not disclose it to the um, the new buyer. So house being haunted, whatever, the buyer's like, I want to get out of the deal. The uh, the the court is like, ah, uh-uh, caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. And it went up to a at an appeals court. And this oh was in God. New York State in 1991. And the appeals court is like, look, ghosts are something that don't show up on an inspection. So... <laughs> You you have to if someone asks you have to tell them if the house is haunted or not. <laughs> At That's least very miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Like when the court d- b- decides, we do believe in Santa. <laughs> <laughs> we do believe it. I think it was like we 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 take no uh, position on spooks or not. But if a house has a reputation, same way if like the house has a reputation is like, you know, uh, drugs are being sold there. Yeah, um, drugs, ghosts. Things that wouldn't necessarily be disclosed in, in, in an, uh, you know, just a walk around. Those things do need to be brought up. It's wild. So, real estate. <laughs> real estate. Woo. And uh, yeah, and so that like that's opening scene, which sets the stage. You know, we've got. Well, basically, we've got a house with at least one dead person in it, and it's a Halloween episode, so you know where we're going. Um, now, now we're back at Mindy's apartment where she lives with a roommate. I don't think a they li- live together. I think they were or just, she just a friend. Just- I also I love the apartment. I like that there's a there's like a 1979 like vibe of like yeah, yeah. like TGI Fridays basically. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of wood. A good, yeah, there's a lot of wood. Uh, Mork lives in the upper room. There's a there's a, a ladder, some stairs that go up there that they're they're featured in the the end okay. credit. Right. Um, but no, I, uh, she says that Gene Da Vinci is coming over for dinner. Mm. So Gene doesn't live there. She just lives there with Mork. Gene, uh, played by Gina Hecht. Um, she's done a lot of TV, most recently on that show Dave. Uh, she's great lover in this great actress. She does say like, Oh God, basically it comes up like the only time, the only thing I've ever refused is a physical exam from the chief resident where she works. And she's like, the bad news is it was like in his Corvette, in his Corvette. I'm still picking fiberglass out of my, so I'm like, wait a second. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Like the chief resident where you work, put the moves on you in his car. And then when, and then either you refused and he shoved you out of the moving vehicle or you had to dive out of the moving vehicle in order to avoid his advances. What What is the story we are being told here? I, what was the fiberglass? What I, is fiberglass? I, are, did cars be, were they lined in fiberglass in the late 70s? I don't, yeah. Taking fiberglass out of my clothes. That was a wild little uh, diversion that had nothing to do with anything. I think it was because she, uh, Mindy was, was like, Oh, do I sell the house? Do I not? Right, sell yeah, the house? Do I, yeah. I grew up there. My family's like lived there for generations. My mom died there. Um, <laughs> she's buried there scattered throughout all the room. <laughs> um, it's we open a portal to the afterworld on her birthday to commune with her in the living room. <laughs> I'm going to sell this. I regularly kill children there. They're still downstairs. There's just so much the house. Stamborski versus Ackley would not disclose if there were bodies in the basement. Yeah. I watched psycho two from 1981 and it also has bodies in the basement and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes bodies are in the basement. I read about a a church in like in one of the Scandinavian countries that had like moved all their ossuaries and, and crypts and they were doing some renovations. They forgot to put the bones back. So they opened the closet and they're just these big Ikea bags full of bones. 
That's a spooky story. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a Halloween. plug for Ikea. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, speaking of spooks, Mort comes in and he has, he has some good old shock fright hair. He's like, you know, he's been like, ah, spooked. Because, so, yeah, like, the house tried to attack him. And there were, like, bees uh, screaming. The furniture attacked him. And then a voice, he heard a voice. It's like, get out of here. And by the time it said, here, I was here. Um, which, knowing what we know, that there are ghosts. Real ghosts. This house is haunted. What Mark described probably happened. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, very similar. The armchair to- got his hands on him. And uh, the auto man attacked and the auto woman. <laughs> it's just, it's improvisation by Robin Williams. Uh, it's it's so good. It's just so it's so pure to watch. It's like it's like drinking like Coca Cola syrup. You're just like it's not diluted with anything. It's just him. It's yeah. Just um, it is wild to think of like anyone at Robin Williams not being a superstar at any point because it's like you just see him on this show and it's like well that he's fully formed. There he is. <laughs> it's, so it's just crazy that. You gotta take a chance on this Robin Williams. It's very like Donald Glover on community. And it's like, okay, he's not gonna be here for long. <laughs> he's <laughs> definitely gonna be going somewhere. Um but uh, uh yeah. This is it's very similar to the Amityville Horror, uh, a movie that had come out a couple months before this episode, based on a book from two years before. From um, the I wanna say Diane Warren, but that is the songwriter. <laughs> uh, Ed Ed Warren and okay yes I have it somewhere where is it I have I do have I do have a copy of the book the Amityville Horror somewhere in this hmm. room and I don't know where it is so I'm not going to hold it up to the camera um, but it's it's yeah. it's a house a house in in uh, in Long Island Amityville New York yeah supposed to be pretty haunted. Uh, although I got the inside scoop, I, I was at a retreat for mediums, uh, a couple years ago and it came up and two of the people that were there were just like, you know what? We were the first mediums that on the scene, they called us in and they're like, there was nothing there. Oh, exclusive. Yeah. They're like, it was all faked. Like they're like the whole house wasn't, the house wasn't haunted. It was just a regular old nice house that. And then everyone kind of thinks that the 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 people who uh, bought it paid more than they could afford, and they tried to uh, really blow up the case so they could a get out of the mortgage and b uh. raise money so they could um, like just try to like recoup some of their loss. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of talk about house values in this episode. Uh, Tom Poston says that, oh, I bet the original owner is like paid for their $2,000 for this. I'll do you twice that or something. It's like, yeah, that's still yeah, it was, nowhere near enough. I don't know enough money. Um, $4,000 house. Yes. <laughs> so now, like, now that the house is apparently haunted, Mindy's like, well, we have to, I gotta go see this. Um, and they go to the house and Mort, Mort comes in just wearing everything, every like football helmet cricket stuff probably hockey pads he's like ready to throw down he's got two baseball bats and of yeah. course the audience is just like cannot cannot believe their eyes that this is happening the charm <laughs> the hilarity and the charm of a grown man covered in weird clothing he, when he came what? in before with his hair all weird they were just like <laughs> yeah. i do i gotta imagine like mork and mindy tapings like a rock concert maybe <laughs> It's just like, guys, okay, you gotta, there should be like a don't applaud sign. <laughs> Get them to tone it down. I'll also point out that I saw a boom mic in this shot. Oh, I didn't, oh, good yeah. for them. Boom mic fell down. Oh, just to point out, we saw this, uh, I saw this on YouTube. Um, I don't know where you got to see this. Yeah, Maybe- sorry, I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube's good for this. If you want to see this. So, um, they're walking around and they hear get out of here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like, they hope it was, was it more hopes. It was a truck or Mindy hopes it was a truck that I wrote. I have, I hope it was a truck written down, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so like, yeah, low Mark's like, yes, let's, let's talk about this over tea in Wyoming. But I'm bum. But I'm bum. 
And who is it? But it is Exodor. And uh, he's vacationing in the closet. And, and when Exodor showed up, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I remember this guy. Robert Donner as Exeter is Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia explains who everybody is like. Uh... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So-and-so owns the local delicatessen. And so-and-so is his sister who works at the delicatessen. And Exeter is an insane man. Yeah, that's what I mean. He <laughs> looks very like uh, Heaven's Gate. You know, like that's yep. the uh, vibe of him. Is any of those any of those cults that also ran health food stores in the 70s. <laughs> that is what Exeter is. Exeter is, he, he, he's got like kind of like a bowl cut that's very greasy. Uh, he wears white robes. He literally is, is just, nothing he says makes any sense. Uh, he bounces from one idea. He talks to people who are not there. And he was a fan favorite character for this show. It is such a weird choice. And it's like, well, our show already has an alien on it. Or we definitely need to have a like cult crazy man like <laughs> it's revealed in it's other episodes he's the only member of his cult too oh good well that's safe yes that is a lot safer than he's not else. doing anything to anybody else but he is he's vacationing in the closet um we don't know how he got in or how long he's been there but exeter uh is in the closet and just talks uh, like like robin williams talks a mile a minute yeah well, and then is this when he hits? No, this is that's later. This ends with uh, like the frame spins around on the wall. The wind comes in. It's just like the entire house turns into the George Harrison got my mind set on music video. <laughs> it's Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse five music. years before Pee Wee's Playhouse. Well, and I was like, that's when I realized like, oh, okay. Ghosts are real in this universe, which isn't that it's stretched because aliens are real in this, like, if one is true, Wolfman could walk into the room and it's like, yeah, okay. I'd love to see a show where literally anything supernatural can happen and people just have to kind of roll with it. Yeah. That's that that is uh the vibe of Morgan Mindy. Uh it's a this is when they then are now uh like did I write down I wrote down how they gonna get out of this one? Because <laughs> there's a commercial break and they go to the delicatessen. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, the New York delicatessen in Colorado. Which made uh, me which is, want deli food so bad. Oh, weird. Yeah. It made me want to... Uh, I don't find anyone attractive on this show. So that's not... <laughs> I couldn't go in. I couldn't think like that Remo further. Da Vinci? Who was that? He was the, the, the brother who owns the, the, uh, the deli. Wait, Jay Thomas? Yeah. No. No? Jay Thomas, I mean, famously fired from Cheers for insulting Rhea Perlman on the radio. Ooh. Uh, yeah, because his character was married to her, and he said something along the lines of, like, yeah, you think that's our trip, making out with Rhea Perlman, or something like that. And so they had him viciously killed uh, with, a, like, a Zamboni. Off Good! Screen. Yeah, it was very uh, intense. Um, but no, he is there, Jay Thomas is there, Morka's freaking out, he's trying to calm him down, and then, I guess just because they're, like, clearly... Robin Williams needs to like do impressions in every episode. Uh, just be cool like Jack Nicholson. Be cool like Charles Bronson. <laughs> and he's just and doing impressions. He does his Jack Nicholson impression because Jack Nicholson was cool then. Uh, what is he not? He's always cool. I mean, he's always cool, but like, I, I would never say that, like, who's a cool actor? 
like who plays things cool i'd be like james dean this is where we you, you and i we differ <laughs> like, oh, i'm thinking about like stuff that that, that jack nicholson did in 1979 like he did oh, i mean the shining very shining, cool shining was later shining was was in the 80s uh, uh what well yeah i'm thinking of uh one floor oh, of the God. cuckoo's nest which is of eastwick i watch that's also that like late 80s. late 80s yes yeah. but like that movie he is so fucking cool in that movie uh oh yeah well so what i mostly know from jack nicholson in the 70s is like red carpet photos where he's like always like at the oscars smoking a cigarette with sunglasses and a dope-ass tuxedo like looking really cool and jackie houston is his fucking girlfriend and it's like these two are together oh my god like how did we yeah. as a culture survive this not this amount of cool so yeah charles bronson who cares <laughs> charles bronson uh death wish um oh. I, I remember him he was wasn't he in uh no i'm thinking somebody else charles bronson i remember him as mostly a uh an art collector he was friends with vincent price and they collected art together oh that's fun oh i wish they had a youtube series Wouldn't that be so nice? yeah that'd be so nice um so the friend the the friend who is still picking fiberglass out of her clothes she mm. lets yeah she's like okay so like i did she is kind of pulling like a nikki from she hulk she's like hey you know what? I check in the Colorado Legends book. I've got all the intel. Let's get into it. In 1921, your house is called the Lafayette La- 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 House. Lafayette. Lafayette House. Lafayette. Um, and 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 uh, Mindy's like, yes, that's my mom's like maiden name. Okay. My great great aunts mm-hmm. all lived there. Okay. A guy was mysteriously poisoned because he was like in love with the wrong aunt. Yeah. Like there was a jealousy love triangle. And then the ants hold up there until they died in there. And I'm like, how is Mindy just now hearing this? <laughs> These were great ants. These were two Not even generations like, ago. Yeah. In living in the house, you're saying the entire time you grew up in that house, your mother never talked about her her aunts, her mother's or father's sisters. I guess Who it would be lived there. Her mother's sisters, because it's Lafayette. No, her father's sisters, because they have the same last. Yeah name right because they were yes okay yeah like never okay wild <laughs> yeah um i mean i'm, I'm looking at uh, and then and then at some point uh mork takes his pants off oh because he says like that like someone says that story is enough to scare the pants off somebody and mork's like oh wow good that he says something and then the camera pulls out and he walks away and his pants are down <laughs> just you really hope that was scripted because otherwise maybe we just caught Robin Williams doing something he shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> children, kidding. but children would have loved it. Yeah. Children, this is, this is kind of weird because you're like, Oh, children probably like, like the, the manic antics of Robin Williams, but also this house is very haunted and will probably terrify children. Yeah. And I'm sure adults are tuning in for the, will they want that between Mindy and the infantile alien? Well, they don't, I mean, they, the, they're kind of together. Yeah, I mean, they have a kid. They don't show Jonathan Winters. I mean, they don't show penetration or anything. It's just ah! kind of like they're together well, and <laughs> have a kid. But I don't know like, where the egg came from. Yeah, I mean, now, yeah. I, why haven't they rebooted Mork and Mindy? Get into that mythology. Give me the who, prequelers. Who, like Crimdon, but with Mork and Mindy. There's no one who can play a Mork. No. Not like, no matter, like, all the improvisers we know and you know and i know character no one would be able to play that same kind of energy or it's the exodore prequel you've uh, we've all been waiting for um so now they get to the house bickley is there it is raining uh and or yeah yeah bickley's already oh he's he he comes in then he goes upstairs and then mork and mindy walk in and mindy's like quit acting like a child get in here and hold my hand and i thought that was funny (laughs) So Bickley's been in there and they go in and they, they walk in and they say, Oh, what, what, what do ghosts do when there's no one to haunt? And you hear the toilet flush. Yeah. And Mark uh, says, that's the last thing I dreamed of. Yeah. It's like, I didn't think they'd do that or something like that. Well, you know what? I remember hearing that like the first time you heard a toilet flush was on psycho, isn't it? Was all no on, on TV though. Was it, was it, all in the family or married with children? Oh, it must have been all in the family. It had to be all in the family. 
because this this predated married with children by quite a bit but i think the first time you see a you hear a toilet flush on movies might be in psycho when she's flushing the money it's when she's flushing money oh. at some point i haven't seen the last time i saw psycho uh vince vaughn was in it <laughs> i remember, remember that. how that exists gus van zandt's like i just want to do a shot for shot remake shot for shot remake of psycho please fund this release it in theaters with a full press like push behind it why did that happen it's like when you hear like a cover song and it's so close to the original you're just like i you you put no spin on this very strange um so then uh mr bickley comes back downstairs he says something very racist about uh middle eastern people He's like, because they're like, we don't want to tell you this. And he's like, oh, you're going to tell me you got a better offer from et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, okay, cool, moving up. Uh, it, there, it must have been a thing that was happening at the time. Yeah. I, I can't think of any reason why he would say something like it that. Is, yeah, we're good. Uh, and then, well, and then I did think that when all the sheets fly off of all the furniture, it's really well done. Like mm-hmm. they all just like whip right off. And again, it's like these ghosts aren't fucking around. The ghosts are here. There are this house is haunted. And the way that they show the ghosts is all through the comic genius of Robin Williams talking to himself. He's Lucinda and Deirdre. And like uh yeah, and they are just going back and forth. One is more meek and mousy, the other one is the other one literally says, I'll show you how to make that tea that makes them cough up the pancreas. Like (laughs) Christ. She's Good line. poisoned him, obviously. Um, and then who walks in? But uh, the oddest character to ever walk in, Exodor again. <laughs> oh my God. Who is odder? Jim Ignatowski from Taxi or Exodor? Exodor. Exodor. <laughs> Exodor couldn't hold a job. Exodor is not driving a taxi. I, I have a I have a note here when he when we first meet him. Exodor is vacationing. Sub bullet is insane. <laughs> Uh, well, he's coming back now. Is this when he comes back and he's wearing like swim trunks over his robe? Because he's like, oh, uh, still. He's wearing like an old school striped bathing costume. Oh, yes. They would call One it. One of those. And 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 uh, Mindy comes, <laughs> looks at him and goes, oh, thank God, somebody normal. Which, I mean, I guess comparatively, she's, uh, there's an alien possessed by her two great aunts there. Um, they're and arguing they- back and forth. And then they both end up hitting on Exodor, right? And Exeter is into it. Yeah. Which, hey, their whole like reason for being ghosts and all that was love triangle gone wrong. So all on now they're just getting into another one. And it had my but then he says my favorite line because because they they're like, he's like, Oh, come with me. And he says, Come with me, we'll frolic in tidal pools and have let hermit crabs have their way with us. And I was like, <laughs> and the, the, the ghosts are like, Oh, yes, Mr. Exeter. So they leave and and they kind of like have a little bit of like a little one on one with 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 Exeter. And he goes, well, this vacation isn't a total loss. I met two chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was real, a really fun way of just kind of like describing how you met two ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Because I mean, Mark doesn't go with him. So I guess he, they're, uh, are they not possessing Exeter? Who knows what's sure. going to be getting inside him? Um, yeah, you know. Uh, then the, the, the girls, the ladies leave and then, uh, Mark says, oh, it's not easy having body guests. Oh, 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 oh. is that when my Rodney well, Williams? Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, I might have just done Rodney Dangerfield or Jack. Yeah, that's it. Um, so we get a, a touching scene after this. And then, then Mark feels the presence, a gentle spirit. And this is where the episode, I thought it was off the rails. And then it was like, actually, no, we were smooth sailing before this one. <laughs> now it's like, it takes a sharp turn into going for Oscar <laughs> level, like drama, like all of a sudden Mindy's dead mom is possessing her and treads possessing Mork. And then trying to have <laughs> Mork like tell her like, it's okay to let things go. There's <laughs> this so analogy weird. about a teddy bear. Yeah. It's so weird. I guess to me, I didn't think they earned it enough with the whole, (laughs) with the whole like, oh, I don't want to sell the house. Should I sell the house? In the beginning, she's pretty, 
clear she's going to sell the house. She kind of they add a little bit of dithering back and forth. But like, I never got the impression that she wasn't going to sell the house. No, yeah. I mean, she kept talking about like memories, et cetera, feelings, nothing. You know, she just, she kept doing that. Uh, but yeah, there was no. But also, let's not forget that Exodor just said, I just met two chicks 10 seconds before Mork turns into Mindy's mother and starts trying to like give her psychological advice. You know, there's nothing wrong giving up things that we've outgrown. You know, like, yeah. Also, the fact that I, I do like Mindy is like a me like on board with like, oh, my God, Mork is literally my mother now. Like but I what, she, what all that she's seen so far. I don't know. Why would you doubt it? There were ghosts, literally there were, ghosts. Yeah. The, the, the the things came off the chairs, yeah. the pictures spun around, bo- like boards on the windows were like came up, like it was a whole thing. Very wild. Um, wait, how does that entire plot end? I mean, I just wrote the rocking chair, rocking solo. Oh, they, they leave and the rocking chair is going solo. Not yeah. with a guitar doing a solo. The rocking chair putting the guitar up to the seat back. And... The, the the rocking chair has left Cream and formed Derek and the Dominoes with Ginger right. Baker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ethan, have you ever sat on sequins before? No, I haven't. Can't... I well, haven't before now. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, maybe I've sat on a pillow that has sequins on it. No, but, but yeah, yeah, but I, I keep feeling uh, like I'm rubbing. Well, I mean, the sequins are falling off, but there's like thousands, so I think I'm fine. Anyway, that's a uh, you know, fun for people watching the video. That <laughs> <laughs> just held up an actual sequin. Yeah, um, yeah, and so the the episode ends just like Third Rock from the Sun always ended with them contacting like the big giant head or whatnot. Uh, he he's contacting Orson. More calling Orson. Come in, Orson. More calling uh, Orson. More calling Orson. Yeah. Oh, and, and he's wearing his uh, his uniform. His red and silver uniform and a football helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he recaps the entire plot in a poem, and that's that. I, the only thing I liked about the poem was that he rhymed poem and home. Home. <laughs> I like that. That was funny. But otherwise, nice. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. just, yeah. That's what did you learn about the 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 world this time? I recapped the plot to you, and then yeah. It, and limerick form and go surreal and let's go. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, that's it. it. It's, it's a, were you scared? I was a little, I was a little perturbed. I'm like, okay, so it's a real ghost. How, what, what's this mean? I don't like ghosts. I've said oh, this no. before on the, the Abbott and Costello episode. No, I want to, I don't like ghosts. I want to spend the night in a haunted place. Ooh. That's, uh, I would, which was scarier, this or Bewitched Twitch or Treat? This one. Oh, this, yeah, this one. Yeah, this definitely. Because there was an actual... The fact that they were like, oh, no, ghosts are real, and we ain't pulling any punches. Although I guess ghosts were real in the Abbott and Costello episode, too. That was a real gorilla. Yeah. That was a that real was a gorilla. Real. That was a real ghost lady who had the veil yeah. in front of her face. Yeah, there were ghosts. So far, every is, real ghosts and one real witch. It's uh, every Christmas. I'm always like, I want to do a list of all of these sitcoms where canonically Santa Claus exists. Like <laughs> on Home Improvement, Santa Claus is an actual being that exists on Home Improvement. You said the same thing about Bewitched. Is that is that yes, Santa Bewitched? Claus is a character. Yes, and he is a recurring character. Every Christmas episode, Sam's always taking people up to the North Pole, or he's coming down and just hanging out. Is um, it the same actor? No, that's the other. This sucks. It's a different actor every time. They weren't really into that continuity last time. Uh, are you ready for some must-have facts about this yeah. episode? Oh my god! So um, the ratings for this episode were twenty-four point eight million human beings, which is a lot of fucking people watching Mark and Mindy, especially in season two when the ratings were down. So yeah, that's okay. Um, it was the sixth highest-rated show of the week, though. Uh, the top okay. six were Mork and Mindy. Uh, then number five was Dallas. Four was MASH. Three was 60 Minutes. Two was Three's Company. And the number one show of the week was a airing of Jaws. <laughs> Which makes sense. I mean, Halloween, you know, like, you got a scary yeah. shark movie coming. I guess it, we're, we're kind of used to Jaws being a summer movie. Yeah. Rather than a fall movie. Yeah, and... Uh, all of oh, Die the, Hard um, is a Christmas movie. Oh my! No, we're not getting into this. <laughs> no, Die Hard is movies a that's set at Christmas. 
But Jaws is a summer movie where it's a yeah. yeah. It's like horror is not dependent on a time of year in the way that Christmas is 100% dependent on not only a time of year, but thematic uh, elements. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I promise myself to not get into that argument anymore because I know it doesn't matter. Uh, in the ABC Thursday night lineup, uh, the night that this aired, the Halloween that almost wasn't aired, which I had not seen. I have, I, you know, I'm going to take a quick look. If that's the one that I think it is. And then after that was uh, Mark and Mindy and then the sitcom, The Associates, and then a, a big movie called Disaster on the Coastliner. Oh. So. Uh, I remember the uh, Halloween that almost wasn't was also called The Night Dracula Saved the World, and it stars Judd Hirsch as Dracula. That is perfect. That is the best. And uh, Henry Gibson, I believe, as uh, Igor. I'm not mistaken. Voices, right? Just like Judd Hirsch. It's animated, isn't it? No, no, it's it's a live action thing. And I know Judd Hirsch wearing a Dracula cape. Yeah. Riff Tracks did it. Okay, I need to see this. Uh, um yeah it's uh i that's why i remembered i'm like is this the one with judd hirsch yes it's the one with well, judd we hirsch. can watch it we can make it a double feature with paul and helen special oh that's gonna be so good yeah uh well so what are you watching tonight it is uh archie bunker's place is airing on cbs uh mork and mindy's on abc and one flew over the cuckoo's nest is playing on nbc oh now man. remember if you love One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you got to be home and watch it right now. Otherwise, you screwed until it airs again. Exactly. You don't. I, know, you don't know VHS is coming. I don't. I don't know if I saw it in the theater or not. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I did. If I did, I, I'd be watching Mork and Mindy. If I didn't, I'd be watching One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, like, I would not be watching Archie Bunker's Place. That's like the no. Golden Palace of all in the family. That's the that's the one where he owns a bar, right? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What, are we, what are we doing here? Now, what's weird is that 104 IMDb uh, aficionados gave this a 6.5 out of 10. That's low. I, yeah, I think that it, I don't know if that's like compared to the like uh, overwhelming genius of other Mark and Mindy episodes, but I would give this at least a 7, 7.2. I w- Maybe this is just my old school Robin Williams bias, but if you say it's an old school Robin Williams, Mork and Mindy episode, I'm not giving it anything less than a 7.5. Okay. Yeah. Cause Hey, they are going for it. Yeah. He's great. Like he, he is, is just great. Every, everything he does is just like, you want to watch him. You want him to talk more. I wonder if he was fun to write for, because you knew that no matter what you did, he was going to make it funny or, horrible to write for because you knew no matter what you did he was just going to make it funny like the writers are not yeah yeah, just do whatever you want robin i don't know you're gonna have actors that are like i want to stick to the script and you have more you know robin williams i said mork robin williams is like i'm gonna do what i want to do yeah you're gonna have to still react with your lines which i mean uh on i dream of genie that was uh always a problem um, because Bill Daly and Larry Hagman would improvise, but Hayden Mark was always uh, kept up right with them. Barbara Eden was a little bit harder because she was very much like, I thought we were doing the script, and then Bill Daly and Larry Hagman are coming up with their own bits. Oh, please, someone reach out to me about my book. They were fine. Um, must Barb not, is dressed look. like Florence Henderson. People, talk Damn it. to Barb. Come on, look, she can sell a book. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm an extrovert. So PR, hello. Um, who had the must-see performance of this episode? It's going to be Robin Williams, although I there's, there's, there's a point where you're like, the craft is so good that I just love Robin Williams doing this. But I really wanted to see more Exeter because he was just so weird. Yeah, you got, did they ever try to give him a spinoff? Oh, that that they'll fall into the same problem as the Paul Lynn show where yeah. you can't make an entire meal out of spices. You can't just, you know, a whole bunch of uh, Cuban and yeah, uh, like, tamarind. I don't know anything about spice. Night's dinner uh, is salt. 
I mean, if I wasn't going to pick, well, if I wasn't going to pick Robin Williams, I'd probably pick Tom Poston just because I like Tom Poston. So I'll pick Robin Williams. Totally fair. I don't know if it's the must-see. Uh, Robin Williams was good. He was good. Everyone was good. Uh, most other people see this episode. Uh, I think for a Halloween episode, this you can't like this is a, there's real ghosts. So like you're looking for silly spooky, this is going to give that. So and I like that it wasn't about problems trick or treating or something goofy happening on Halloween night. It was just yeah. a haunted house episode. And aired aired in October near Halloween. If you have a spooky episode and it airs in February and it isn't explicitly on Halloween, it ain't a Halloween episode, people. Stop telling me to talk about the Boy Meets World slasher episode. That aired in February. It's not a Halloween episode. It's not a Halloween episode. There, I have there's, real- there's two things that made it a Halloween episode. One, it's about Halloween. So if it, I'm guessing like if someone's like, uh, we're doing a Halloween episode of this show and due to scheduling errors, it has to air in April. It's still well, a yeah. Halloween episode. Yes. Or if it's a scary episode that airs around Halloween, that's... Which is why the Abbott on Costello episode, I did not, because it aired in February. If it had aired in October to me, that's a Halloween episode, but it didn't, so it isn't. But here's the the weird thing about that Abbott and Costello episode. They aired it in the different order that they shot it in. So even though it was like the 18th episode, and there goes my my light again, even though it was (laughs) the 18th episode of the series, it was the first one that aired. Which is wild. Yeah. This is so crazy. Uh, yeah, but I think like if you want a Halloween episode, there are probably better Mark and Mindy episodes to watch. I mean, he doesn't even say Nanu Nanu. He says like Nanu at one point. And that's it. So, I mean, like you want a Nanu Nanu episode. Come on. This is not it. Yeah. If he doesn't say Nanu Nanu, I'm. Fuck the show, man. This is done. Done. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, that is it for uh, Mr. Mork and Ms. Mandy. Um, hi, y'all. <laughs> hi barb hi you know i mean i got discovery plus which means that i just watch shows right now that are about bacon things that have fake blood in them oh yeah it's we've good been, we've been watching dairy girls uh season three that's been really good let watch- me tell you something i'm a dairy girl milk goes straight to my thighs what the <laughs> i don't know that's uh, the kind of comedy and humor you get from Barb Hardly. Uh, Ethan, where can people find you on the intranet if find they want to talk on... about Halloween? Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Uh, no. Find me on Instagram at EthanK55. Have we, did we get any uh, comments or anything? I, I, I didn't, let me see. I didn't check the internets. Uh, let me see if there's any uh, emails opening up. Now then, people, you can leave uh, emails at Must Have Seen TV. You can also um, uh, leave comments on the YouTube because, uh, hey, this is on YouTube. You could have been watching this whole thing. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm looking at no. So no I'm just like really I'm just no looking at. I'm just scrolling through the Twitter feed, and you guys can also. Tweeted us on Twitter at Must Have Seen TV and also follow on Instagram at Must Have Seen TV, which I also don't really post on the Instagram. Um, listen, there's a lot going on just at all times. And the fact that we got a YouTube channel is that should be enough. <laughs> we've, got, we've got all the episodes from this current season up on the YouTubes where you can Video. see both of us. Um, if you are not, if you are not watching us on YouTube, uh, Barb is wearing a wonderful black sequin dress with a Florence Henderson blonde wig, black, uh, dangly earrings. And yes. you can see that, but, but she's wearing, uh, really nice, uh, oh are they like a blonde color heels? Uh, they're gold. They're gold glitter. They're gold glitter. Yeah. I am wearing a uh, hoodie and an Aquabats t-shirt <laughs> uh, because this is how I like to dress. That's is, your drag. It's my it's my comfort <laughs> clothes. Um, I mean, this is not comfortable that I like dressing like this, um, but it is wow. not an everyday thing. <laughs> not for everyone. Uh, although, so, although some weekends it is uh, two days in a row, but um. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, let's hear from all of y'all. Uh, you can read words that I write at decider.com, including the last year y'all content. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White, or you can follow 
Uh, my drag persona, Barb Hardly on Instagram at Barb Hardly. And thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening and for those of y'all watching. Um, and I'll see y'all next time on uh, Must Have Seen TV. Keep, uh, boo, uh, give me some booze. Is that a sign off? <laughs> nanu. Nanu, nanu. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow-up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.